In today's Rec Girl podcast, we review the use of symbiotics as a therapeutic strategy in dogs with antibiotic-associated gastrointestinal signs, what we'll call AAGS from now on. As a quick reminder, Symbiotics are a combination of probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics are defined as products that contain viable microorganisms that are used with the intention of altering the host microflora in order to confer some sort of health benefit, whereas prebiotics are a type of ingredient that is designed to benefit the host by stimulating the growth or the activity of bacteria. The use of probiotics, prebiotics, and symbiotics are thought to potentially help AAGS by replenishing the gut flora that was damaged by antimicrobial administration. Unfortunately, AAGS is common, and such side effects can impact owner compliance when administering antibiotics. This is of particular importance because incomplete courses of antibiotics can lead to impaired patient outcomes and the development of antimicrobial resistance. So Whitmore and all wanted to investigate the impact of probiotic symbiotic administration in dogs with AAGS in a study entitled Randomized Controlled Crossover Trial of Prevention of Antibiotic-Induced Gastrointestinal Signs Using a Symbiotic Mixture in Healthy Research Dogs. This was a randomized, double-blinded, placebo-controlled, two-way, two-period crossover study. The study used clinically healthy research dogs that consisted of two breed groups, hound and beagle. The dogs were then randomized using a computerized random number generator into two groups, group A and B. The screening process included a physical examination, ivermectin and fenbendazole administration, observations by investigators twice daily, and a diagnostic evaluation that consisted of a complete blood count, serum biochemistry panel, urinalysis, direct fecal smear, and sugar and zinc sulfate fecal flotations. In terms of treatment, a probiotic-symbiotic combination was used, which consisted of one chewable proviable, which is a multi-strain bacterial probiotic, and one chewable mysequin tablet, which is a yeast symbiotic. Placebo tablets were the same size, shape, smell, and flavoring. All dogs were fed approximately 13 grams of canned commercial adult dog food, which was initiated prior to the start of the study so that a concurrent diet change would not impact clinical changes. The dogs were all started on oral enrofloxacin, 10 milligrams per kilogram once daily, and oral metronidazole, 12.5 mg per kg twice daily. Then dogs in one group received two chewable placebo tablets an hour after receiving antibiotics, and dogs in the other group received two chewable probiotic symbiotic tablets an hour after antibiotics. This regimen continued for four weeks, followed by the eight-week washout period, then switched to the alternative treatment regimen for another four weeks. A blinded observer evaluated each dog two times daily. They documented information regarding vomiting, fecal score, body weight, measured weekly, and food intake. Treatment was stopped if the dogs became too ill based on predetermined criteria. For instance, if dogs reduced their food intake to less than 50% of baseline for more than two days, if two or more piles of vomitus were noted for three days in a row, or if a dog lost 6% of their body weight or more within a week, the treatment was stopped. A total of 22 dogs made it into the study after the initial screening phase, which provided 11 dogs per group. All dogs were one year of age, and each group consisted of six intact female hound dogs and five male neutered beagles. The median weight was identical at 9.3 kgs for each group. Group A dogs received the placebo in the first period of the study, followed by the probiotic-symbiotic combination after the washout period. 
Group B had the opposite regimen. In Group A, one dog was removed after the first week of treatment in period one, in other words, after a week of receiving placebo due to weight loss. The dog also had an intermittent appetite and occasional vomiting. Then, after a week of period two, i.e., after a week of receiving the probiotic symbiotic, the dog was again removed for weight loss. No other dogs in either group had to be removed from the study. So, what did the investigators find? Well, all dogs included in the study suffered from AAGS. In fact, in period one of the study, 41% of dogs had a diminished appetite, 77% experienced vomiting, and 100% developed diarrhea. Vomiting was the worst during the first week of antibiotic administration. Wow, those antibiotics can be rough. This level of adverse effects does raise concern that it could impact owner compliance in a real clinical setting. The mean food intake did significantly differ between the two treatment groups in that dogs receiving the probiotic symbiotic had less alterations in appetite in both periods than those receiving the placebo. Furthermore, marked decreases in appetite were seven times more likely in period one than in period two. Dogs receiving the probiotic symbiotic also had lower fecal scores in period two. This reduction in hyporexia and the lower fecal scores in period two could suggest that the probiotic symbiotic had sustained effects even after discontinuation, but unfortunately, the authors couldn't rule out that the dog simply acclimated to antibiotics. Vomiting and fecal scores in period one was not substantially different between treatment groups. It's important to note that this study only included healthy young dogs, so it is possible that the use of older dogs or those with systemic disease could impact results. The authors also discuss that since the dogs did not have 24-7 observation, the vomiting episodes could have been over or underestimated. So, what do we take away from this vectoral podcast? Well, perhaps one of the more dramatic findings was the pronounced AAGS noted in the study population, particularly given that the investigators used fairly standard antibiotic dosing regimens. The results of this study also suggest that the use of a probiotic symbiotic could potentially help mitigate the impact of antibiotics on appetite and possibly even have prolonged effects on appetite and fecal scores. However, there is still some uncertainty. And unfortunately, there's no obvious impact on vomiting. That said, both that girl and the authors would caution you against expanding the results of the study to other dosing regimens or to other probiotics, symbiotics, or antibiotics. The study used healthy dogs and used very particular medication regimens, so it's difficult to know how these results would translate clinically without further investigation. That said, probiotics and symbiotics may be considered in dogs at risk for developing AAGS.